Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar, and I'm the Tech Talker. In this week's episode, I'm going to explain the differences between a gaming computer and a normal computer, and help figure out which one would be best for your needs. But first, this episode of Tech Talker is brought to you by the audiobook edition of Rogue Code by Mark Rushanovich. In this intense thriller, cybersecurity expert Jeff Aiken discovers that the New York Stock Exchange has been hacked and someone on the inside knows. More on the Rogue Code audiobook and why you should listen in just a moment. I've had a ton of questions in the past few weeks about gaming computers, with listeners wondering what sets these machines apart from traditional computers. One misconception I've had to clear up from many parents out there is that a gaming computer is still a computer. However, it has hardware upgrades that allow it to perform much better when running modern video games. Modern games require a huge amount of system resources, most notably for rendering or displaying the game on your screen. Generally, most gaming machines I've run across are operating on Windows 7 as they support almost every game on the market. When a video game shows an image on your screen, it's actually calculating everything you're seeing. This could change in a moment's notice when you turn one direction or another in the game itself. This is much different than watching a YouTube video or a DVD, because in those instances, every second of the video you're watching has already been determined, whereas in gaming, it's happening in real time. For this reason, most gaming computers will have a high-end graphics card installed in them. This is often a separate component altogether whose purpose is to solely render or display graphics on your screen. These cards will perform all of the calculations necessary to keep the game moving seamlessly. If you're in the market for a solid graphics card, I've posted a link to two of my favorites in the show notes of today's episode. Due to all the work these cards have to do, they require a bit of juice, and because of that, they will often need upgraded power supplies to run properly. A standard home computer will take about 400 watts to run, while a high-end graphics card can easily use 300 watts alone when gaming. A quick search on Google should easily provide you with information on how many watts a particular computer uses, and how much any graphics card would need. From there, just add those two numbers, throw in a couple hundred watts for good measure, just in case there's any spikes, and that's all there is to it. I recommend looking for anything over 700 watts for gaming. A 700 watt power supply will run you about $100 on sale, and a nice graphics card can cost anywhere from $100 to $400. I'd also recommend a minimum of 8GB of RAM. These specs alone will probably be enough to play just about any game on the market with reasonable settings. Another thing to keep in mind is the form factor. Most gamers opt for a desktop computer. This is because they can easily open it up and make any modifications that they want or add and change components easily. If you really want a laptop that has the ability to game, check out Alienware.com, which has some of the best gaming laptops that I've ever seen. However, be aware that these will cost much more than your average laptop. The other reason that desktops make better gaming computers has to do with heat. Running billions of calculations a second produces a lot of heat, which desktops can vent much more easily than a laptop can. In fact, some of these high-end systems can be so loud due to the cooling fans that many gamers will opt for liquid cooling. Essentially, they run cooling liquid into their computer in special tubes, which then get circulated over the processing chips in order to dissipate heat. This makes the cooling system very quiet and very efficient. Plus, it looks really cool. If you're interested in looking at a guide on how to do it and what it looks like, I've posted a link to this in the show notes as well. If you don't plan to liquid cool any of your parts, I recommend getting some nice fans so that none of your parts overheat. 
Again, I posted a link in the show notes to these, and they're really awesome and pretty affordable. This podcast is brought to you by the audiobook edition of The Rogue Code by Mark Rusinovich. When Jeff Aiken is called in to investigate about a possible breach in the New York Stock Exchange, he finds that the system has been hacked, and it seems that traders may have allowed it to happen. Instead of praising him for his discovery, the New York Stock Exchange turns to Aiken, accusing him of grand larceny. Now Jeff must find and expose the criminals behind the theft to protect the U.S. economy and prove his own innocence. The search takes Aiken to the back alleys of Rio de Janeiro, where he takes on one of the world's most ruthless cartels. Okay, now I really appreciate the way Mark has believable technology in his stories. Narrator Jeff Gurner brings the quick-paced action to life, and it's hard to press pause on the Road Code audiobook. Listen to an excerpt now. Go to macmillanaudio.com slash audio to hear a sample. Just go listen to the sample. It's awesome, and I promise you'll be hooked after that. Before we go any further, let's sum up. We've covered the basics of what makes a good gaming computer, including a high-end graphics card and a power supply for the graphics card, and a good way to cool everything. Everything else from here on out is icing on the cake, based upon what else can be upgraded on the gaming computer. My next suggestion would be to upgrade to a solid-state hard drive or SSD, which increases the speed of your system dramatically over a traditional hard disk drive. I've done a full episode on solid-state hard drives compared to hard disk drives, so if you're interested in that, go check out the link I've posted in the show notes to this episode. Now, if you're looking for a desktop that's already pre-configured that you can buy, I've posted a link to two of my favorites in the show notes of today's episode. Both of these computers are awesome and have great reviews, but are priced differently, based on the hardware that each of them contain. Now, if you want the cheapest gaming computer possible, I would suggest building your own computer. I generally use PCPartPicker.com to select the parts and find prices. This website also tells you if you have any configuration issues, such as not a large enough power supply or incompatible RAM. However, that's a story for next week when I'll be covering how to build your own computer. Well, that's it for today. Be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com. And if you have any further questions about this podcast or want to make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker. Keep your technology simple.